Hi, you guys. Welcome to Cabernet and A. Keegan Allen. Hello, Cabernet and A. Are you a wine drinker, Keegan? I don't indulge. I enjoy people that do. Mr. Norman Buckley, director of Pretty Little Lies. Thank you for asking me. The writers and Marley know what the final word is going to be. Absolutely. They're not making it up. Does the actor who plays A know that he or she is playing A? Uh, I can't answer that. Uh, it was worth a shot. Officer Barry Maple, Jim Titus! I am in Academy right now. So. Oh, yeah! I'm about a battle in, so don't get me in any trouble. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? We still watch. I ran into um, our friend, who is the boyfriend of friend of the podcast, Aaron Leaf. Oh, Pat. And I ran into Pat Stango, comedian and writer Pat Stango, on the train coming home, which we were saying it's crazy. We've never done that before because we work on the same block and we yeah. take the same train home. Oh, but it I'm sure just, you guys are going to do it like five more times. Well, right. Now that we like kicked yeah. off the trend. But so he was like... Are you excited for uh, the O.J. Simpson FX series finale tonight? Do you want to come over and watch live? I'm like, oh, that's sweet of you. I would love to. We can't. We still do the Cabernet A, the PLL podcast. And he was like, oh, is there there, like lots of breaking PLL news still? (laughs) He was like, what kind of PLL news do you got? I'm like, listen, Pat, it goes beyond news. There's lots of things to analyze, but I just thought it was so cute. Some people just don't get it. There's still lots of breaking news. There's still a lot to talk about. Colin, Pretty Little Liars. Um, We have a lot to talk about. We do. Before we get into all of it, let's get into the business. Go for it, Sue. Um, If you're listening to us, you're probably listening to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean. Please subscribe to us. And uh, when you subscribe, give us a review. As many stars as you see fit are what we're looking for. Um... We appreciate all the feedback. We're really trying, as Chelsea said last episode, in case you missed it. Um, she's going back and remastering episodes because she really wants you guys to be able to hear it crystal clear. Um, and we're trying to fix those uh, sound issues. And we appreciate, you know, all the thoughts and stuff and all the tweets and emails and, you know, everything is seen and we appreciate it a lot uh you guys are the best Um, speaking of the best chelsea splurged today and got us a really lovely wine i spent more than like 5.99 which is the cost of a bottle of gato and i chose because usually sue does sue usually does the wine for these which i very much appreciate and she always picks out a fun uh fancy cabernet um and so i just was in the wine store the other day not like it's so unusual. I just happened to be in a wine store. Imagine that. <laughs> but I was like, I wasn't seeing, I feel like usually Sue will find a fun name or a fun label. I wasn't really finding anything that necessarily grabbed my attention off the bat. So I just started turning around all the $20 plus cabs to find the house Alfie content. And this is a fourteen five. Nice. And that's why I went with it. And I wanted you all to understand my motivation. So um, it's a, it's called 1865. It's a single vineyard, which means that it probably all the grapes come from one area. All right. Uh, just in case you didn't figure that one out, guys. Yeah, so that's what I'm here for. Um, it's a Cabernet Sauvignon 2013 Napo Valley wine of Chile. Um, and it also says San Pedro. So it just makes me think of Madonna. Last night I drank of <laughs> San Pedro. Don't all sing anymore. seems I like yesterday. <laughs> um, speaking of, quick shout out. Yesterday I was on The Shade of It All with oh, yeah. um, my best friend, uh, Katie Kappa, who runs it. And uh, Dennis Sarlo came into Queens and what did the treat. podcast. Hopefully it, he'll be doing our podcast yes. soon. But it was so fortuitous because Dennis is like, knows everything about Madonna. Anytime you like, if you ever hang out with my friend Dennis, if you ever have the honor and glory of being out Dennis, you um, will inevitably end up back at his apartment watching Madonna videos and Madonna concerts, and then it will magically <laughs> end up being 3 a.m. And you have drank like four bottles of wine. It's like my favorite drug. So um, uh, The Shade of It All is a podcast that Katie runs with Sharon Paul, and it uh, deals with 
RuPaul's Drag Race, which I used to work on when I worked at Logo. Amazing. And this season is amazing. If you haven't done it, like, watch it. Do yourself a favor. Go find it on demand. Like, go find it online. So, so good. Pretty Um, Little Liars fans love love RuPaul's RuPaul's Drag Drag Race. Race. Um, But last night's episode was a Madonna-themed runway. Oh, no way! So it was really fortuitous to have Dennis there. And go hear our thoughts and feelings on the shade of it all. Um, little minor plug there. And also a fun tie-in because the episode we're watching tonight was an episode that we originally watched about those of us who've been, those of you who've been with us for a while, we originally watched the episode that we watched tonight about like six months ago maybe? Oh. Like maybe more? It was yeah. a, it was the like what we like to call the lost podcast <laughs> yes. because Chelsea, Chelsea lost her mind. lost her damn consciousness mind. just complete consciousness Chelsea might have eaten uh, a baked good a courage brownie a courage brownie <laughs> maybe she might have eaten a bit too much to it and she may or may not have had to lay down in Sue's bed for like three hours and then. <laughs> Almost had to make Sue walk her home, and she lives five, five blocks away. But so Katie yeah. Combo watched this episode with us originally, but yes. then we never aired it because we were—I was out of my mind. We were all a little out of but my like, mind. But like, yeah, then Katie and I were trying to talk, and it was just like in- intelligible. It was like, hard we to like, like find what? English. It's Tanuki eating the cheese. Yeah, CPC and cheese. Any hoozy. So that's another fun little time. But yes, check out the wine. It's uh, a. <laughs> Tanuki got into the cheese, which I think I think it means when Tanuki gets into the cheese, it means I guess it's time to start. Yeah. Okay. So we watched episode (laughs) four twenty. Are you okay? Yeah. We watched episode four twenty three. Yes. Unbridled. Because we really wanted to watch a Mrs. D centric episode, and you guys have been tweeting at us as such as well. Real quick, we forgot the other news of... Oh, my God! Um, which we forgot last time, we too. For, we can't forget again. Thank you, Sue. The big, big news. This is all so, thanks to you guys. So congratulations to yourself. 100,000 downloads. We just passed 100,000 downloads. So you guys... Like... Mind blown. I mean, beyond our wildest expectations, um, people who have podcasts with, like, millions of listeners every week are like... That's adorable. And we are, like, blown away that we even have 10,000 downloads after all our episodes. So thank you guys so much for listening. We're just excited that you love PLL as much as us and you like to listen to us talk about PLL slash get a little slice of our lives. Okay. He's going to get get him out of the food. Tanuki is not as proud of us and you guys as we are. He's eating Sue's fries. Put him in my room again. You can put him in my room. Sue is putting Tanuki. (laughs) Sue's. Sue's punishing my cat. We're really like, <laughs> and I'm not mad about it. We're like cat parents, co-parenting. <laughs> we really are co-parents at this point. At this point, <laughs> Tanuki definitely thinks that you're his other mom. Yeah, you're here more than I am most of the time. Okay, so <laughs> anywho, also thank you guys for downloading and subscribing. And a hundred thousand is amazing. Seeing as we're we're now this is our seventieth episode. Last week was episode sixty nine, <laughs> and we reviewed episode PLL 420. 420. So that was a lot uh, happening. So yeah, that was great. Um, but let's get into this uh, episode because it was juicy Mrs. D goodness. And I'm so glad we finally get to talk about it. Yeah. So unbridled. I miss season four. Watching season four ups, I'm always like, I, I miss season four. season four. Season four, season four is, is probably my favorite. I still feel like if I had to you know, take sides in a knife fight, I still might go season three. Or, like, mm-hmm. season one. I mean, like, but if we're talking, like, season three on and, like, the new A era, I still might go season three, but season four is a close second. Well, and I guess you could say that there's a lot of Felicia episodes in season four because of the whole Ravenswood stuff. Right. That was season four, right? You're right. Yeah, yeah. We're in, the, we're in Ravenswood territory right now, this one, because Travis is the boyfriend. Yeah. But um, I, I just, I love the creepy Ezra. I love that we know Allie's around. There's just a lot of, uh, there's a lot of goodness. A lot of drama yeah. and intrigue. It, I feel like it, I felt like it, uh, Crazy season four. Uh, Pill Spencer. Pill Spencer. And I feel like season four just sort of brought back a little bit of the creepiness that you long for from season, you know, one and two. Yeah. 
Is Tanuki going to meow the whole time? Yes. What should we do? I don't know. Can we mute him? Can we teach him English real quick? <laughs> and then it can at least just be intelligible? No, it's fine. I just... No, it's fine. I feel like we're going to have to like yeah, you do guys... a bunch of stuff in order to make him not be annoying right no, now. No, you guys will just have to listen to him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear, but it was like a... Really loud. Um, my new favorite hobby is to meow Snapchat Chelsea for... Tanuki to listen to. Oh, yeah, he likes it. He usually headbutts it. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually very exciting. Um, So, anyway, we're going to ignore the child screams. We're going to ferberize Tanuki. Yeah, exactly. So, I think, uh, I mean, this this episode opened up with um, a fun little A-treat where Emily and Spencer get into Spencer's car, or Emily's car, it doesn't really matter, and they find a, uh, like, photo booth printout of Allie, presumably, with her face blacked out, mm-hmm. and it says, you know me, Spencer, you killed me. Which, so, I, did Cece I'm do sitting that? there, and like, is this whole episode just Cece fucking with Spencer real hard to make her feel crazy? That's what I don't understand. Like, I mean, obviously that was Cece who left that for Spencer, right? So, yeah, is she just doing it to sort of like fuck with her as well, I guess is her entire game she's trying to is, fuck with all of them is is it Cece because we see the A scene to jump around guys sorry yeah go for jump it jump around jump around how's the pain it um I at the end A looks at the uh was it the busy bee inn or whatever yeah the registry and it says Cece Drake grabs the butterscotch calls 911 or like Please. The Rosewood PD. Hello, 1-800-DIAL-AN-INEPT-COP. <laughs> I thought it was speed up. <laughs> it's funny because you bang a cop. Anyway. I miss that era. That was a fun era. happened to him? Do you remember one time he came over while we were doing an episode? Yeah. Yeah, that happened. It was fun. Shout out, wherever you are, cop. Um, I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> but if... If it was Cece, why would she, like, call the cops on herself? So I feel like this is other A maybe at play. And because it is a weird Jessica episode, which we'll get into later, I feel like maybe the A of Unbridled is Mary. See, I mean, listen, that is why we're watching these episodes. Because I think we're trying to figure out, like, where does Mary... I'm going to take him out of the room and just put the cheese in the fridge. Okay. Because I feel like people... Can you guys hear him meowing? It's like insane. He's, it's, a, he's like a yeah, three-year-old. And no, but he'll start throwing himself against the door. It's literally... We understand what it's like to have children now. I, I know that's not the same. Um, but, but, um, I still don't understand what it's like to have children because I can barely have this fucking four-year-old cat. <laughs> yeah, we're obviously um, not fit. And Tanuki totally thinks he's getting fed again. Anyway, um, real quick, other things that happened in the beginning of this episode is we start at the end with Spencer running through the woods and the bear trap sound, which is like, I, I loved that when I first watched. I remember being so scared, but also knowing, like, they're not going to have a Bitch bear trap, like, eat her foot off. Right. Um, and also, it's weird to me because, like, watching it again, I'm like, so the De Laurentiis's have, like, bear traps in their backyard? Is that a common, <laughs> is that a common PA thing? <laughs> I, uh, as a Pennsylvanian, I can vouch that there bear traps? traps were not necessarily, like, you know... I mean, I guess you could also call backyard it a fox trap, too. I mean, it, it could be any vermin, because it, cra- it catches it that way. But it was just... It seemed, like, a little hardcore for a populated area. Right. Where, like, unless she was going through the woods for miles and miles, which I highly doubt. Well, I thought, I was under the impression that A just, like, left the bear trap there to be, like, a cunt. Oh. Just, like, as a one-off. Just a one-off bear trap? Yeah, you know, just as, like, for a goof. Tee. Here's a bear trap. (laughs) Um... And then uh, they're they are they're also they start talking. The episode starts with them talking at the Rosewood Grill or the Applewood Grill or whatever. And um, 
They're like, whose bones are these? Allie's mom saw Spencer with the shovel or wasn't married. Right, right. Um, and then there's the great, like, I love a good nod to Hannah always being hefty Hannah at heart. I know. Because they're like, Spencer's scared. Give her her cookie. And she's like, you give her her cookie. <laughs> like, like. No, I want that cookie. I want my own cheese fries. And then, yeah, and then Spencer seems so bereft that she's like, okay, you can have my cookie. <laughs> and it's just a nice, like, I just love those moments too. when those girls, like, when they really give us the character traits of the girls that they've set up. Go and they're just, their roots. Yeah, yeah, like those little moments that we get of the girls are along the way that are just, like, so very true. And this episode... Um, Emily is just very angry Emily. I, like, forgot how, like, because there's so many episodes that Emily's just like, guys, benefit of the doubt, everybody. Let's all just, like, just believe in fairies. Everything's gonna be fine. (laughs) But, like, this episode was totally, like, she was just, like, I don't trust Fitz. The only way that we know that uh, we can't trust Allie's mom is because of Fitz, and fuck that man, and fuck Paige, and I don't trust anybody. I'm out. I, I agree. I loved how she's, like, pissed at Paige in this episode, yeah. in this era. Paige came back a couple times, like, tripping out of the sea, and, like, who this bitch? And Emily was just like, uh-uh, honey. She was just like... Yeah. Not having any of it. I it was love... just like strong, empowered, angry Emily that I really, really oh, yeah. can get behind. I love when she's a super cunt, especially to Paige. Yeah. Every, every time I see Paige show up, every time I'm watching an old episode and Paige shows up, I, I'm genuinely sort of like, oh, this girl. Like, I, I think it's just, I don't know. My brain That's just like funny. tries to delete the Felicia of it all. You try and control A. Yeah, I try to control A. And then I'm just uh, like, oh yeah, she was a thing. Uh, I, hate so I am the difference. Mm-hmm. I now see Paige and I'm just like, oh, it's Paige. Really? Oh, remember when Emily didn't like people that weren't shower Harvey? Oh, well, true. Remember when it wasn't like Maya, like fake pothead problem Maya? But are I you? I don't know. Like, are you it's saying funny that Paige because is like, because Sarah Harvey is such an annoying character. Yeah, she's a Felicia It has made all. my understanding and appreciation of Paige change. Now, don't get me wrong. This is a There's very a controversial moments that Paige drives me bonkers. But I have to say that I was just like... There's someone who cared about her that made sense for Emily. Like, not the whole time. Yes, she tried to kill her. <laughs> she tried to hold her head underwater. It was just the once. But, like, it it was such a nicer, healthier relationship than her and Sarah, which, like, just still to this day annoys me. And then it's like, oh, and now I feel like Emily feels bad because she, like, bitch slapped Sarah Harvey and Sarah Harvey electrocuted her hands. Like, (laughs) Which still doesn't make any goddamn sense. None. And like, Uh, 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 that was like, season six is just, sometimes you go back and you look and then you look forward and you're like, ooh, let's just stay in this past. Yeah, it's real. I mean, you're, you're, you're giving me a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. It'll still, I think, take me a long time to come around to feeling positive feelings about Paige. But when you paint it that way, you know, you give me a lot to think about. But more so, I think it's just, I don't know if I'll ever see any of Emily's love interests in a positive light. I feel like they're all pretty worthless. Is worthless a word Samira? I'm looking for? Oh, Samara. Samara, Samara, tomato, tomato. <laughs> She's not around she was, anymore. But That's she so was the good one. She was fine. She was she great. She was, like, amazing. She was great. Yeah, fine. Samara's great. Like, hashtag girlfriend goals, if I was into that. But, like, honestly, she was so sweet. Yeah, it's true. She was just like, I'm going to help you get into college. I'll cover up your lie. I'll be really nice. Here are my friends. We're all going to, like... Sit and play cards and eat cupcakes at your table. And then she bounced when Emily was being, like, disrespectful. Yeah. She didn't put up with shit. Yeah. We can all learn something. All right. We'll all rally behind tomorrow. 
Anyway. What else um, we So, uh, we see someone... Wa- There's also a lot of lurking in this episode. Oh, so much lurking. So, someone's watching them at the grill. Um, and then... Uh, before they get into the car and get the, like, photo negatives of the girl, the faceless girl, yep. with the alley hair, um, they see Jason, and he ain't got time for them. He's like, I've got a hot-ass car. I don't need time to talk to my sister and her friend. Bye. And he just, like, motors off. He just, like, yeah, he totally is motoring. motoring. What's your What's um, your price for flight, Jason? I might <laughs> ask you. Um, and then the the negatives make me think. So is is Bethany Mary's daughter? Hence the fact that she looks so much like. Oh my her. god! Is Bethany Mary's daughter? Is that why they look so much alike? It's and so maybe Marion did something to Mary, and that's why Bethany would push her. Or, well, I mean, Jesus, the Marion thing is still a loose end, but I thought what that made me think of is, I mean, it is Bethany's, if, if Mary Drake is really Mrs. Young, or is Bethany Young's mom, that would mean that Jessica De Laurentiis was fucking her twin sister, Mary Drake's or husband. Or it wasn't Mrs. D. They just thought it was because they were twins. Boom! Oh goes my God! Doing laps around the gym, giving what? high fives. Oh my God! So what if Mary Drake was the one fucking Bethany Young's? Yeah, dad. maybe Mrs. D wasn't getting all the D that we thought. Holy shit! <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Well, what? Okay. Well, listen. Let's keep going through, and then I feel like at the at the very end, we should just sort of have, like, then go into a roundtable of when or where maybe Mrs. D was replaced by Mrs. Drake. All right. So let's keep going through. So, um, let's see. Well, Ella comes back. Oh, yeah. And she sort of, like, creep calls <laughs> Aria. Yeah, she if sort it of was like your mom, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what if I... We're at the foot of your bed, bitch. <laughs> and Ari's like, shit, mom, don't do that. Yeah, Ella calls her and is, like, trying to be normal. Like, oh, I'm, like, all in another country or whatever. Like, oops, JK, I'm actually outside your door. Yeah. And then Aria was like, that was weird, but I guess it's exciting. And then they yep. embraced. And that was generally the gist of that. She's but dating the, like, young guy. I liked that on the phone she was doing the scolding where yeah. she was just, like, Hey, you partied like a Rolling Stone, and I think it was because, like, she's just like, and you're drinking. This is concerning me. And she's just like, no, it was just my friend. Like, twinks drink a lot. You don't understand my life, mom. <laughs> and then uh, she was just like, I think it's fits. And like, Arya's like, ooh, too close to home. And then like, Ella's like, J.K., I am home. And uh, I thought that was, like, kind of sweet that she was just, like, obviously concerned. And I think it also proves Arya completely wrong. Because Arya was just like, you went away and you didn't care. It was like, she literally, as soon as she found out that you were boozing and losing (laughs) and abusing, (laughs) she came home. And also, I guess it proves that she's a pussy that can only scold her her daughter over the phone. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And not in person. Now that I've done scolding you, I'm here. Let's embrace and forgive and have tea. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I was excited to see her. And then uh, after that scene, we go straight into uh, Sergeant Pepper Spencer. Oh my God, she's wearing a delightful Beatles ensemble. Yeah, like it's a blazer with gold trim gold buttons, and then, like, a paisley skirt that's a completely different blue and purple. Yeah, that looks like, I mean, it, like, it's, like, triangle-shaped. Like, it's, yeah. just, like, what are you, like, it, it's not even, 
I don't even know how to articulate it further. Sergeant Pepper really sort of it, like, sums it up. It was like the whole album cover. It wasn't yeah. just the jacket. No. It was just like everything was in her. It was very weird. And she's there to talk to Dean. Uh, and she her sober coach. Yeah. Who Which, lives with her. I mean, I was just like, now we know Felicia Dean, Dean Felicia. Uh, just like, he's just like, hey, um... You can't go talk to whoever this guy is. Because she was being cagey. He wasn't decent sober coach to be like, you're being cagey and you're just like, this guy I know is outside. Like, if I was a sober coach, I'd be like, that's toast your dealer. <laughs> and he wasn't wrong because Jason does have a drug problem. Right. But uh, then I liked how Spencer wasn't like, was like, we're not behind a dumpster cooking meth. And I was just like, kind of went off in like a little bit of a... Breaking Bad moment where I was just like, I don't know if you could really cook meth behind a dumpster. <laughs> like, I don't feel like the dumpster would be enough protection. Like maybe you would do it inside the dumpster. Like it just it didn't it didn't hold water. That that insult. Listen, PLL. A girl gets murdered. Another girl is identified as the girl. They identify her through the gender records. Uh, they're trapped in a dollhouse. They're abused. The dollhouse is somewhere underground. I can get on board with all of this. <laughs> Cooking meth behind a dumpster? Mm. You gotta oh, slow your roll. We're not <laughs> idiots. Um, Holbrook showed up after that, I believe. Is that the next thing you have? Um, the next thing I have is Jessica is distracted and something is going on with Hannah and her mom are talking. I think that's before Holbrook. I don't remember that part. What did what happens there? Oh, you might be right that Holbrook was in the next part. You go with the Holbrook and then I'll do well, that. Well, Holbrook shows up on Mrs. D's damn doorstep and is like, listen, I think your daughter is undead. Is that weird? And she's like, yeah. She. The thing I think is interesting, so yeah, Holbrook shows up, says, we're going to dig up your daughter's bones. Mrs. D's like, you're not. Holbrook says my favorite line, which is, and you were into it too. Yeah. I wasn't asking permission. Like, I was just, like, dropping by as an FYI. Yeah, I'm here to deliver the news. Or, yeah. like, I'm just here to inform you. Oh, I loved it. I'm not which is what I love. for your permission. Yeah, Holbrook don't ask for permission. Holbrook just takes. But then... Do you ever get to do that at work? Sometimes I do that at work when people are like, oh, I don't think that's right. And I was just like, oh, it's already done. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't no. really asking like, for your input. It was more just giving you the this, update. Yeah, this is just an FYI. Bye. <laughs> just going to go like Homer Simpson into, into the bushes. <laughs> but what do you think – What does? what are we to presume – in hindsight now, that Mrs. D actually thinks at this juncture. Mrs. D is being very defensive. She's being mm -hmm. very like, oh, hell no, you're gonna, not going to dig up my daughter. I'm telling you she's dead. Holbrook is like, I don't think it's her. I don't know if she's dead. Mrs. D is like, I know she's dead. Do you think that she's being so protective because she, at that point, realizes or assumes that Allie's not dead and they don't want them to go sniffing around and figuring out that she's not dead or is it because she feels guilty she knows oh shit my one kid killed my other kid and then I buried my kid yeah I think that's it that's it. like it's more just like also saving her own like I don't want you to look into this any further I know it's my daughter I fucking buried my daughter right right so like fuck off like have you ever done something and then somebody like like it reminds me of so uh, when I was in middle school, I thought it was really fun to take no-dos, like it was like caffeine pill stuff. Uh -huh. I mean, this was bef before or after Saved by the Bell. Either way, I was still like, I'm so excited for it. <laughs> and so I was also a little bit of a klepto, so we stole some oh, shit. from the CVS in town. This is so spicy. This was like in the 90s where you would just like grunge it up and like you were wearing like Jankos yeah. so you could like stick anything in your pants yeah. and no one would notice so you're wearing a circus tent of jeans. <laughs> and um, so I did that. Was the circus tent of jeans. <laughs> I did that. And then I'll, I'll never forget. I got in trouble. And like the dean called me into his office. And he's like, I know it because I saw you buying them. And I'll just never forget. I, I know I had a shit eating face on my like Because I was just like, 
didn't see me buy them. I fucking stole those shit. Like, <laughs> and it was like everything in me, like the like the the angel on my shoulder was just like, Don't say that. Don't say that out loud. But like everything on my face was totally I know because I have that like readable face that was like, You did yeah. not see me buy them. <laughs> <laughs> and I <I'm, laughs> I feel like it's the same thing with Mrs. D, where she was just like, you did not. You can't tell me that's not my daughter. I fucking buried that bitch. There's no way. I put her in the ground. You're adorable. That's hilarious. (laughs) My other daughter killed that daughter. Come on. (laughs) Cut it out. (laughs) Do you you think, actually, this is actually something I was going to ask. It's kind of related. I was going to ask earlier. Do you think that Cece knew that Bethany was the one that was actually buried? Do you think she ever thought one way or another about it? Like, after she was out running around doing whatever, her crazy shit? Well, she claimed she didn't even see Bethany that night or, like, right. see anybody else or Jason didn't see her. So, so I Is she as surprised as anyone? To, to Do you think the whole time she was also as much as the rest of us wondering, like, oh, who yeah, who that? I don't think she was until she realized that Allie was alive. Oh, right. That's true. Because like, And then she was just trying to find Allie. I think she was more like, I just want to find Allie and I want to like find out who made it look like she was dead. Right. Instead of And I think maybe she thinks that Allie like resurrected and did something to somebody else or something. Yeah, that's interesting. Right. Her zombie walk or something. I don't know. I think that CC was more like, you know, if you think that you killed somebody and you watch them get buried and then you find out that they're alive, I don't think you're worried about who's in the grave as much as you're like, I've really got to make it up to this person that I got them buried alive. Right, right, right. Like, I think that explains a lot of the motivation of the anus of it all. (laughs) CC. She's just like, how many edible arrangements is it? <laughs> Miss Manners when you does die, not you tell us. Kill the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to get the full, ch- like, all chocolate-dipped strawberries. And, can't, and, like, all the fruit has to be chocolate-dipped. There's, like, no, like, regular. Yeah, you gotta go premium. <laughs> what about, or, well, you had something about Ashley and Hannah yeah. and everyone, and so Hannah, the thing, this is a note that I have that's kind of harkening back to this season. There's all these bridal books out, and Hannah does not seem like, oh, jazzed or like fashion forward, excited of Hannah oh, about any of these. Because I thought it was interesting because they were, they kept being like, oh, Hannah, you've always wanted a wedding, and Hannah, you've always, like, you would want, like, a, this is something that you've dreamed of, and she never really seems to care about her current upcoming nuptials. Right. And I don't think it's just because of Caleb. I feel like and children of divorce, I would like you guys to weigh in. I feel like there is like a kind of like, I don't know if I really want to get married. Like a lot of my friends that I know who have gone through like tumultuous divorces like the one that we've seen Hannah has had, aren't really rushing to the altar. Right. So I, I just... I thought that was interesting that she didn't seem like, oh, I just want to look at all these magazines. She was just like, I just want to fucking eat my cereal. Right. Like, I don't care about all these bridal things. Right, what is this garbage in my way in yeah. between me and my lucky charms? Mom. Yeah. So I feel like that's when hefty Hannah outweighs fashion Hannah. <laughs> um, and then Jessica brings up a really interesting point. She's, I mean, not Jessica, sorry. Uh, Hannah's mom, Ashley, she says uh, she's really worried about Jessica. Like, Jessica seems distracted and something is going on. And that's why it's been very difficult to work for her. But we need to be nice to her because she's done so much for us by giving me a job. Right. So I think that's uh, an interesting thing because I feel like that means that Mary's back in town during this. I feel like that's what's... What's happening? That's an interesting perspective. Well, I mean... Either that or Cece's around and that's what's making her worried. Well, maybe. I mean, that's interesting. So, yeah, I guess it could be presumably either one because it could be that Cece's back in town. We know that Mrs. D 
knows that Susie's back in town because in this episode also like Ashley finds the clothes that we in this point in the episode are supposed to I guess think you know the show at this point wants to make us believe that like Ashley finds these like clothes from like the Bonton Junior section in Mrs. D's <laughs> room and they're like oh shit they must belong to Allie now we know they actually belong to Cece and that Mrs. D gave them to Cece so we know that at this point you know now now that with our current season six, six knowledge obviously we know that Mrs. D knew about Charlotte knew she was alive mm-hmm. all the time was helping her all the time so it makes sense she had these clothes was giving her the clothes um so it could be that she was just distracted with CC things and was thinking like, oh shit, is my other daughter alive? Or, yeah, maybe she does know that Mary is around. Maybe she thinks that it's, it's well, it's interesting too because it raises a lot of questions of like, does, what did Mrs. D think was happening with Mary for all these years that we've known these characters, mm-hmm. right? Like, so Mrs. or Mary was in Radley at some point. Yeah. Did Mrs. D always think that Mary was in Radley and then Mary was actually out of Radley when Mrs. D thought she was in Radley? Was she escaping just like her daughter Cece did? Was she out? And then maybe that's yeah, why Mrs. Cece... D was distracted because she was like, oh shit, my was sister's Cece getting out. in and out or was that Mona that figured out how to get in and out and taught Cece? I mean, well, no, because remember that we learn in, like, the flashback episode of Game Over Charles that Cece said she was getting privileges to, like, go to certain yeah. classes and shit. So at that but point, she that's wasn't, why... like, using the game board that Mona did to she get She wasn't out. using the game, but you remember, like, even when she, even when she, like, went and um, ended up going on vacation to Cape May with yeah. the De Laurentiis, at that point, that's when Jessica was like, what the fuck, you've been, like sneaking in and out and, like, running around town with my other children. Yeah. You know, so Cece was not... But at that point, it wasn't like she was sneaking in and out. She just was taking advantage of mm-hmm. her, like, leave opportunities. You know okay. what I mean? So, like, was... So, basically, at this point... So, well, I think that Mary was probably more likely the one that was literally sneaking in and out. You think so? Or did she just get out? I mean, like, we don't know how long she was in there when she got out. Like, was True. she supposed to be in there for the rest I of her life? Like... Was she out? And then Mrs. D was like, oh, shit, my s- stupid sister just got released. And But if Mrs. D was on the board, I feel like, and, like, we know that she was accepting of Charles Charlotte, like, that transition. I feel like it was more of an issue with Mary, and maybe, I mean, oh my God. maybe it was like Mary got out, and that's when she was like, all right, Charles, it's okay for you to be Charlotte, because maybe that's like less of a way for her to get to you or something. Oh, that's so interesting. I don't know, like, maybe, something there. Maybe, like, do you think maybe Mary was like not, well, although, well, I'll say that, that's interesting. The idea that maybe Mary was not excited about Charlotte transitioning. However, the only thing I'll say to that is the one we saw Mary for the first time in this last episode, it seemed like she was very like, oh, my Charlotte. Like, it seemed like she oh, was like, true. had affection. I have to go back and watch that, guys. All right. Um, my next note is all grandparents are old, Paige. <laughs> Say Emily that. said that. Emily, yeah, Emily yeah. said that to Paige when she was trying to be like a dick to her. She yeah. was like, Paige was like, I haven't talked to you because my grandparents are old and I was like busy with them. And Emily was like, Oh, grandparents are old. Yeah. Which is like not necessarily true. Yeah. That was when that was my note where I was just like, My next note is, Would you bone Travis? Girl. Yes. The more appropriate question is, Who wouldn't I bone? I think think my boning history speaks for itself, largely. That is horrible. That is not true. (laughs) You act like... You just brought up the cop! But, like, you act like you're the town bicycle. It's not like... The town pump? Still our most popular episode. That's what we talked about, the town pump. You are not a town pump. (laughs) Uh, I just might not have discretion when I'm in the mood. The the little faucet of the town. (laughs) 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 But um, I don't know if I would 
would bone trap. You would. Yeah, no, I would. I'm kidding. I, I just... totally would. <laughs> um, I was trying to point counterpoint, but I like I was just like, mm, no. <laughs> he looks like like two of my ex boyfriends, so I would totally bone Travis. <laughs> Actually, three of my ex-boyfriends really a lot like Travis. That's amazing. Um, oh, that, like, white boy, blue eyes, big ears. Oh, totally. Totally. Um, anyway, uh, my next note is, no one wants to ruin a manicure digging shrimp out of a skinny cup. Which is just amazing. Seafood Mrs. parfait. Mrs. Do said that to Ashley? Yeah. No, on the phone to the caterer. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Do but said that to the caterer. But seafood parfait sounds so gnarly. I love seafood. But a seafood parfait? Sounds like... Like, I feel like even Donkey from Shrek could not get behind that parfait. <laughs> um... And some reason, it made me think of my About.com uh, pals that I worked with who um, watched the show. So, shout out to Alana and Gina and Conchin. I feel like we should have an About.com edition oh, that'd be of so fun. the show. Totally so, if you guys are listening, prove your loyalty. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> but uh, that was something that I was like, oh, it would be fun if they, we like Skyped in and did something like that. I love, love that. Um, and then it was Spencer and Dean talking about parents just don't understand and all they do is fight. Yeah. Love at first fight. The Patrick Dempsey story. <laughs> or something like that. I think it was like McDreamy, a biography, something like that, that they like was so boring they fell asleep on each other. Oh, right. And then fake Mariska was like, why the fuck is your sober coach asleep on you? And yeah. Spencer was like, because you hired me a sober coach that was a hot dude a little bit older than me, which is basically my sweet spot. He was reading to me. You read fine by yourself. <laughs> but honestly, why the fuck did they think that was a normal idea? I mean, like, obviously it was a plot device, but, like, why diaper would breath. they think? It was diaper breath or hot dude. And they want hot dude. I feel like... That was probably a Mr. Hastings thing, because I feel like he doesn't realize um, how much of a town pump Spencer is. Oh, yeah. He doesn't realize. He yeah. He his little girls. Like, like, you're not like Spencer, where it's like literally every guy you meet, you're like, eh, tilted face, makeup music. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, that is not true. Okay, it's not true. <laughs> Tanuki's looking at you like, Mom, you know it's true. Um, <laughs> Tanuki's seen, seen some shit. It's a <laughs> quote from my my ex that every time we catch up, my ex who, who got Tanuki for me, and every now and then when we catch up, he's like, wait a minute. So, like, then that dude you were seeing recently, like, so he met Tanuki? I was like, oh, yeah, he met Tanuki. And he's like, Tanuki's seen some shit. I'm like, Tanuki yes. yes, yeah. Tanuki's seen a little shit. It's all right. Whatever. He's like, are you my new daddy? <laughs> <laughs> He's let down so often. What the fuck? And you tweeted about this when uh, we tweeted that we were watching this episode. What the fuck is up with Mama Kabusi? So basically the girls find in Allie's room, like this pin board, like vision fucking board about New York City things that are important to her. One of the things on it is a menu for Mama Kabusi. Also, they... I guess, they, did they find a written note, something about Mama Kabusi? They find an email address. I think it's Gabusi. Gabusi. Oh, yeah, Gabusi. Mama Gabusi, Kabusi. Like but point being, what? The least Italian name I think I've ever heard. What is, what is, I don't understand what the point of all this New York random, there's like this Mama Kabusi, there's like the Blackbird, Songbird, something, oh, singer yeah. bird in coffee place that they find her in when they find her in the next episode. What are all these places, and what are we supposed to? It just, it just felt like at the time there was going to be so much more meaning. Like, oh man, why does Mama Gabusi tie into this? Why does this fucking Songbird Cafe place tie in? Like, why? And then she says the cryptic thing in the next episode. A is for answer. Is like, oh, I look after it for the owner. Sometimes we don't want to find out who the fucking owner is. Like, what are all these New York places, and why is Allie hiding out in New York? And where was Allie for the two years that she was gone? Uh, yeah, what they say, New York, concrete bunghole where dreams are made up. There's nothing <laughs> you can do. Uh, 
<laughs> that was the Liz Lemon version of New York, <laughs> which I think of all the time. Concrete bunghole where dreams are made, made up. Um, but uh, then Arya gets into a fight with her mom, and she's like, send me an I told you so card about oh, right. Fitz. Which, like, she's just like, you're, you left me, even though I begged you to leave me, which is, like, a very teen, I felt like it was honestly, like, as annoyed as you are with Arya at that moment, it's such a teenage girl thing to be like, I told you not to be around, but I wanted you around, and you should have known that I wanted you around, even though I would never want you around. (laughs) Totally, like, teenage brain makes complete sense, hormonalicious. But then I was thinking, man, I really wish there was a line of cards like the I told you so line. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if I ever got, like, Jane Seymour famous, I would feel like I would make, like, you know how she has, like, her, like, your heart is open, locket. <laughs> like, I feel like there would be, like, and I told you so, locket, where your hands are just, like, in a, like, a pose, just like, ah, I told you so. Like, two fingers pointing. Because when you when you tell someone so, you feel so good. You want to wear it around your neck. <laughs> I love that you. The I Told You So collection by Sue Punk. I know exactly what you're talking about, but it was just so funny to hear you say the first part, like, in a vacuum of, like, if I was Jane Seymour famous, like, if that would be my person that's my go-to, like, like benchmark of fame. Well, because she got her, she I got know, to make her own jewelry. I, I feel like everyone knows about that open heart locket. Jane Seymour famous. <laughs> when I'm Jane Seymour famous by Chelsea White. If I were Jane Seymour famous. What would your, what would your jewelry line be? Because <laughs> she has her, your heart is open. Mine would be the I told you so line with two fingers. you like, oh, so right. <laughs> I would be like, let's have one more by Chelsea White. <laughs> we haven't, okay, I'm sorry, I, I don't know if this is skipping ahead and going backwards, but Jason at one point is talking to Emily, and Emily says, I mean, it's like I haven't heard from you since you were left for dead in an elevator bank. And I was like, holy shit, is this like, that was some season three shit. Now we're one episode away from being the end of season four. And I couldn't believe, like, that was the last time. So basically, we all, we basically in. didn't see Jason for an entire season until four fucking 23, if that's true. And that's, like, maybe we saw him in flashbacks or shit. But what Emily is saying is that we didn't see Jason since 3B or 3A, if Somewhere, no. Because she says, because remember the like that dramatic moment when Jason falls down an elevator shaft and then he oh, goes to the hospital and then they go in and he is not in his hospital bed anymore. And I know that for a while Jason went away, but can it be possible that we literally did not there see him that There was not that little of Drew Van Ackert. Or is this elevator moment in season four? I don't think so, though. I'm pretty sure that was a season three. Wow, no. All right, so it was 3B. I think it was 3B because it was um, What Becomes of the Brokenhearted. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. That was the um, elevator shaft. But, yeah, we don't see him again until 423. But I'm pretty sure that's when Devious Maid started. Like, he was probably filming Devious Maids. Oh, probably caught up. That's so crazy. And then he was in a bunch of five. He was in two of 5A and five of 5B. And six, he was only in five episodes. That's so crazy. He was was not in 6B at all. I just can't believe that we haven't seen him that we didn't see him for that long oh he that's interesting he's going to be in the tv follow-up of training day oh good for him uh with uh big love star bill paxton i'd watch that yeah i'd watch anything he was also in 2014 he was in a movie called camouflage so he was probably working on that stuff yeah, it looked like he was getting... So he was absent for reasons. Yeah. But I just can't believe it was that long since we saw him. Also, in this yeah. episode, we have two very interesting flashbacks that I'd love to talk about. The first flashback is um, 
Jason in the same scene actually that I'm talking about where Emily's like, I haven't seen you since you fucking pieced out to do training day, the TV series. And Jason was like, I know, right? And then he did a flashback that was like, um, remembering he was on the couch, passed out, watching like wrestling on his computer. And then Allie and Mrs. D come in and Allie's sort of confessing to Mrs. D that like, hey, I'm getting some fucked up text messages. And Mrs. D like, who from Spencer? You gotta smoke her out. Gotta smoke her out. Smoke her out. And, uh, yeah. That's when we found out that Mrs. D was in Nam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, what do you, what is the purpose of that flashback? Is it just to corroborate the shade, the red herring shade that the production is currently throwing on Spencer in 4B? Or is it like there's something more to it? It seemed very nefarious and very intriguing and very suspicious at the time. And now in hindsight, it seems very red herring. No one gives a fuck. I think it's just to show the tenacity of Mrs. D. Okay. I'm going to wear that. What I want to know is brain soaked in corn liquor. Oh, yeah. Who says that? Arya says that about Jason and how we can't trust his mind. What's corn liquor? Brain is so is corn, corn liquor something that Pennsylvanians enjoy? This is like another town pump moment where we were talking about who says, like, we've heard town bicycle. We've heard a lot of, you know, different slut uh, euphemisms or whatever mm-hmm. the term is. But town pump is not familiar to me. Corn liquor is not something I'm familiar with. What does it mean? I have no idea. Like, is that his brain is soaked in Corn liquor. Are we just mishearing again? Is this like the time we thought it was hot sugar wax? Hot sugar wax and what did we think it was? Oh, yeah. Um, it was sugar wax. So we thought it was shitter wax. wax. Are we just mishearing yeah. you guys? Go watch 423 and tell us. Does Arya say your brain soaked in corn liquor? Is corn liquor a thing, guys? It sounds like you're a corn liquor. And, <laughs> In, okay, while Sue looks that up, the other fun flashback. Oh, there's corn whiskey. Oh, really? It's an American liqueur made from mash of at least 80% corn distilled to the maximum strength. Oh, so it's like wicked strong booze. These kids are so pretentious. Yeah. I would have been like, was he drinking too many Mike's Hards or what? That's like a, yeah, that's a deep cut. That's like a, this show was written by a 47-year-old man, and that's fine, because it was, yeah. but, And like, we're learning about corn liquor. He's teaching about millennials corn about corn liquor. Um, so the other crazy flashback was the uh, Crazy Scissors flashback, where there, it's a one. good Crazy Scissors flashback. So basically, it's a flashback where... Uh, fake Mariska Hargitay is cleaning up after Spencer supposedly like blacked out on fucking Adderall and crazy scissored her sister's belongings and Allie stumbles in through the backyard and is like oh shit I know crazy scissors when I see one and fake Mariska is like the fuck out of here Allie no one one needs this Um, and then we see Spencer sort of like crouching in his shadows awkwardly and what I always think about when I watch this episode is P.L.L. Sherlock, our favorite, she sort of coined the term Shadow Hastings, which if you go to P.L.L., the underscore P.L.L. underscore Sherlock on Instagram. Hey, girl. Hi. Hey, girl. Hey, we love you always. She, uh, and then if you search hashtag Shadow Hastings, basically this sort of birthed a fan theory that perhaps Spencer was the one with the twin. And we're all disappointed yeah. to learn that Shadow Hastings or, you know, evil twin Spencer was not an actual thing, but um, again, what was the point of this flashback? In hindsight, was it just another fucking red herring that they're trying to throw suspicion on other characters that we shouldn't read into? And was it just really to kind of show, or was it really just to show, hey, here's a flashback representing that Spencer could snap and do something crazy? Because at this point in the episode or in the series, we're supposed to think that potentially Spencer bashed the person that is we know now yeah. to be Bethany, but at the time was just not Allie, not dead Allie, <laughs> with a shovel. And that Mrs. D might be evil, might be A. So is this just a flashback to try to reaffirm, like, hey, remember? Spencer was on pills and did fucked up shit, like scissor her sister's clothes, so maybe she fucking killed a bitch with a shovel. Or was this, like, you know, a 
I don't know. What the fuck was the point of this? Flashback. Also, you don't forget shit on speed. I feel like we talk about this every time we talk about sensor pills, <laughs> and I've never been fucked up on speed. No shade if you have been. Not saying I wouldn't at some point in my life. Well, but I took like, caffeine pills. Everyone knows that. You don't do, do, tweet if you've ever been fucked up on speed. Tweeted us. Do you forget shit? Because I just feel like this is something that is made up. You don't just fucking black out and forget shit when you're on speed. It would be more believable. Well, like the thing. What? All right, so let let let's walk down this road, please. So I think the idea that they are portraying is that Spencer was driven to the point where she rarely slept. Okay. Okay. So just delirious. So if you don't sleep for a long time, okay. Fine. Life is like a waking dream, and you get kind of fight club about it. And that's where it. it's not so much you forget, but you're like in what's a waking real, dream. Yeah, like yeah. you're not conscious while you're awake. Okay. Because everything, the lights are on and nobody's home. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So that's that what I think they're so saying. Thank you for finally articulating that because it makes more sense than it's ever made You're in my welcome. entire life. Understanding drug habits with Sufa. <laughs> um, Hannah comes to tell them about the wedding show. She's just like, we're going to do this because yada, 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 Mrs. D. We're going to find things out. Um, then, oh, my one note about the um, backyard thing that I find weird is why does Allie say if I ask her she might turn on me with the whole Spencer pills things like because she's just like Mrs. Hastings is like what's wrong with her and she's like I don't know but if she turns she asks me like if I ask her, her she, she might, might turn, turn on, on me and I can't like I think that is like the uh, red that's herring just part the red herring. Like, like if I ask her she might turn on me, aka fucking bash my head in with a shovel. Yeah, because that's what we're supposed to think right now. Uh, um. Then we find out that the Clark Center was closed, even though Jason said that he was there. Oh right. So but it's like, like, Dean throws suspicion on Jason basically because Jason says, "Oh yeah, it was a Clark Center. That's why I wasn't there for all of season four. I think he actually says season four. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> but then Clark or Dean is like, "Yeah, I'm a sober coach, and I know that the Clark Center was." closed in the time when Jason said he was there, so be careful, Spencer. So what the fuck? Like, was Dean... Why was Dean throwing suspicion on well, Jason? Is there actually a story there? I think Dean was worried that Jason would get her hooked on drugs again. But was there actually, like, are we supposed to believe... Because there's obviously been different times in the series when they're throwing suspicion on Jason. Was this just another meaningless red herring? Because there's other times around this I time where they're like, one of those. why was Jason in New York? Why did Jason throw away a pizza from New York? Where was Jason when he said blah, blah, blah? Like, is it just another fucking red herring or are well, we like what do the writers think at this time are the writers just like mm, red herring red herring or are they in their minds like okay we're, this is what's happening because we're gonna throw suspicion on Jason because and say like oh he wasn't in rehab when he said he was but are they in their minds actually like but actually here's where he was or is it like they don't even it's care where he was leaving a window to jump out of yeah it's leaving that hole. Yeah. I mean, the same way that Toby's always in and out, and you can, like, he's always there or not there. You know, like, they go away places. It could be integral. It could be nothing. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. We um, gotta stay away for OJ versus the fucking world. We gotta see how it ends. We gotta know if he's convicted. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if Who they, did changed, they, they, like, changed it, the ending? I'm currently listening to an audiobook uh, called OJ's Innocent. I can prove it. Wow. It's fucked up, though. It's just the theory that I feel like a lot of people know about where they blame it on, like, OJ's son, who is sort of, like, mentally unstable. Oh, yeah. Which it is just, like, really fucked up. It's, like, there's, it's pretty baseless. And also, what's it? Marsha Clark was on today's show this morning saying, like, how fucked up it was. And just, like, what are yeah. they going to say? Like, you're blaming I mean, it tarnishing his reputation. Everyone likes Marsha Clark now. Oh, my God. I love Marsha Clark. I'm, I'm like, good for you, Marsha. Good for Marcia, Marcia, you. Marsha, 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 Marsha. Anyways. Right, we're, we're in the home stretch, guys. Yeah, almost Keep, Stay with us. <clears throat> so, they are now, um... In the wedding dresses, and there's the Emily boob cam. Oh, there's a big Emily boob cam going on this whole episode. I mean, I don't know if it's just I can't stay unfocused, but it felt like there was, like, a lot of angles where it was, like, you just really saw Emily's boobs, and then there was, like, when they were looking underneath the 
bed and you see like Ashley's cleavage, I like turned to Chelsea and I was like, we really missed the chance to have a male straight guest on the show. And be like, why didn't you watch this episode with us where there's a boob cam? Yeah, they just would have been like, oh, my notes are boobs. <laughs> boobs. <laughs> um, so then Dylan gives, I mean, Dylan, Travis gives me 902 Dylan vibes when he's like, I'll give Mrs. D a distraction. <laughs> like, You're like, okay, Travis. He, okay. he did a really good job with that. Uh, um, you had me at could you. Um, and then Aria has a moment with uh, Ella where they're like, I got your heartache. I can't handle this heartache. And she's like, you can. And now I got engaged. It's about me. Um, and they cry some more. Um, Aria's hair is so dark in this episode. Yeah, it is especially dark. It was like, it's very jarring almost to see how dark it was. Yeah. Because it's always been like kind of like a darker auburn, but it was yeah, like super dark. Yeah. I'd be interesting to uh, know what color, <laughs> colorist Kelly, uh, fan of the friend of the podcast, uh, thinks of this. Uh, we should ask her. Yeah, I want to know what Kelly Noonan thinks about that hair change. Um, and if she was better dark or light, I think she's better light. Um, and then I think it's really pretentious that he proposed in two languages. If the person you're proposing to isn't bipolar, uh, bipolar, <laughs> bilingual, I feel like it's like a little. Yeah. Ella says like the fucking dude that ended up hitting on Hannah proposed her in two languages. What the fuck was his name? I don't even remember anymore. It doesn't matter. But he did one or two episodes on Fuller House, which was very fun. What the fuck is up with Noel Kahn? This episode basically ends yeah. where, it, I mean, it leads into 424 A's for Answers, where Noel Kahn, like, leads them to Allie. We still don't know what the fuck is up with Noel Kahn. I feel like I've just given up. I feel like it's just one of those plot holes that is just, like, it doesn't matter and no one cares. Um, my last note was, and I know, again, like, there are so many crazy things in the show, we shouldn't question it, it was good and creepy, but, like, how do you put a corset on and miss the fact that there were human fucking bones in it? It's insane! It doesn't make any sense! Like, even if some, I get maybe if somebody else put it on you, you wouldn't see them. But then that means that A was one of the people putting it on you. I know. This is one of those really, like, suspension of disbelief. Like, you have to just, like, lay back and, like, take it. Like, guys. Spencer uh, taking a corset off and having finger bones in it is just, like, up there with. Finger bones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's just really up there with, like, we just got to, like. We just gotta let it go, and it was, like, a good creepy thing when it happened. It was creepy, but, like, it made zero goddamn sense. But then you literally just sit there, and you're just like, but, what, why, how? Right. And then you just sit in the corner and shake back and forth. Um, if that's what you guys have been doing, I hope we've been helpful for you. <laughs> or giving you more to shake about. And then basically, at the end of the day, I don't know, I mean, going back to the A scene and going back to when did Mrs. D slash Mary come to town. So like was the person who was the person who was in the A scene in this episode, which was said at the beginning, like presumably looked at the guest book for the hotel that CC was staying in, saw CC Drake and called took a butterscotch and called the police, which we still don't know the butterscotch connection, different episodes it's about. And then when did, like, do we think that in any of these episodes, Mrs. D is actually Mary Drake? Or is Mary Drake just something that they thought about in season six? I don't know the answer. I, don't, I like, think they had to have known. I feel like the the Charlotte, Charles, Mary, uh, like, idea was something that was, if at the latest, season four, yeah. conjured up. I want to believe that. I really want to believe it. I want to believe in so much. I want to hold out hope for so much. And do we think, I know, I know, I was like, let's have a round table, like, discussion about when Mary Drake came back, but I just don't think there's any evidence. I mean, I know there's I been a lot of, like, I think we have to keep watching. I think we need to watch more episodes. I just don't know if there's any evidence that 
Mrs. D, as we see in season four, five, and six, is actually Mary Drake. Like, there's any reason to believe. You think, I just don't know if I'm convinced that there's any reason to believe that the writers thought about it even earlier than, like, I'm not saying they thought about it, like, in season six, but I'm, I gotta say, maybe I'm just being cynical, because I always wanted to hold on to so much hope that they had a lot more plotted out at, like, the initiation of seasons, but I don't know that there's any reason that we should believe that there's, like, that they thought of Mary Drake any earlier than, like, season five or the beginning of season six. I just that don't know. That makes me so sad. It makes me really sad, too, but I just don't think there's anything that's been shown to us that makes gives us reason to believe that they didn't think of her sooner than the flash forward. Because it makes sense that in these episodes, they would make Mrs. D look suspicious and creepy. It makes She's total suspicious. sense. Makes total sense because then we find out that she actually buried Allie and then it's like, you know, a good lead into that. And there's just really no reason for us to believe that Mrs. D ever, I feel like if anything, and I'm sure that fans, you know, in the, uh, the internet, is that what they call it? Have been saying Mm -hmm. this. I haven't been looking a lot lately, but I, I feel like maybe they even took a, you know, clue from the PLL fandom, which for during this era of the series was saying like, maybe Mrs. D is one of the creepy fucking twin. And they were just like, oh, good idea. Here's flash forward with Mary Drake. You're welcome. I think that if Mrs. Whoever is the twin, so so now we know that Mrs. D with the twin, I think it's going to be something as like really complex as the books where it's like, it was Allie, and then it was Courtney, and then Allie killed Courtney because of that, and then okay. assumed Courtney is Allie, you okay. know, like. That's interesting. I think that's what at least I'm going back and hoping for, and I think that's why there's, like, the color hair difference, which uh, PLL Shortlock also pointed out, mm-hmm. that it's like, Allie's not the only one with different hair that night. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I want to believe it. I want to believe it, and we'll just have to watch more episodes. That's what the, like, our next part should be like. It should just be like a PLL. Like, I want to believe. <laughs> I do want to believe. I, I want to believe. Love is. I want you to show me. And we will next week on oh, Cabernet. Bye. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet?